relationship, I still feel like I need to go back and remind myself about all of the general OBGYN topics as well as some primary care stuff. So how do I do that? Yeah, you know, our friends at the OBG Project actually have a new sister website that's come out called the PC Med Project or the Primary Care Med Project um, that focuses in on a lot of things from medicine that we may have forgotten and probably that our family medicine and internal medicine listeners completely remember, but they just need a better resource to be able to get those bullet-pointed summaries. Yeah, as I'm looking through this website, I see a ton of great information. It looks like they've also broken this down into specialty areas, so not just your normal alerts and things like that, but also looking at review of cancer screening, if you need to like look at some endocrine topics, even some dermatology topics. This is really great for anyone who wants to review some of your basic primary care subjects. So definitely check out the PC Med Project at pcmedproject.com. But if you're an OBGYN resident, remember too that you can get the OBG Project and OBG First, as well as that resident core curriculum, absolutely free, heading to our website at www.creagsovercoffee.com, checking out our sidebar and getting signed up. Welcome back. This is Faye. This is Nick. And this is Creogs Over, Over Coffee. Coffee. So guys, today we are going to explore another episode that is going to be really important when you are uh, any level actually of, um, uh, of a provider, but especially learning how to do this well as an intern. So today we're going to talk about effective sign-out communication. What are our learning objectives today, Nick? Yeah, so we'll review the importance of sign-out or handoff or whatever you call it in terms of patient care. Um, we're going to describe the environment that's conducive to effective handoff. And then finally, we'll become aware of strategies or frameworks to really standardize and improve your sign-out. So it goes without saying, but we also have to say it at the beginning, Faye, is that sign-out is a really critical and important time. Yeah, absolutely. So remember that sign-out or handoff is really when you're transferring that patient knowledge and plan between two physicians or care team. And patient care transitions represent a really potential challenge to all of us because, one, communication is challenging, right? Um, we all have different styles and preferences of communication. Um, there can be a lot of external dynamics. Um, you probably know this even as a medical student, but there can be interruptions, emergencies, home life demands. Um, so, you know, you can imagine someone who really wants to get home because something is happening there. There's also internal dynamics. So for example, you might be signing out to someone who is more senior or more junior than you. So there can be a power differential, there's hierarchy, and then of course there's the fatigue of potentially being at the hospital all day. And finally, there's interpersonal characteristics. So there could be some defensiveness or minimizing or conflict-averse or conflict-prone um, methods of communication or interpersonal um, dynamics there. So communication errors are frequently identified as the uh, pain points or the root causes of safety events, and that's why we kind of want to we want to highlight how critical sign out is. And what we hope to cover today are the three primary things to improve your sign out. So one is to set the stage, and then two, being a good and thorough giver of sign out, and lastly, how to be a good and vigilant receiver of sign out. Um, so let's start with the first stage of this, Nick. So let's talk about setting the stage for an effective handout, uh, handoff. What do we do to, yeah. to allow sign-out to occur? So, you know, 
setting the stage for sign out really starts out before sign out begins with just your preparation. Um, and we all are going to receive sign out at some point and we're all going to give sign out at some point. So as the giver of sign out, you really are responsible for organizing and updating information to be prepared for handoff. And this needs to be put into your workflow through your day or night for that matter. So, you know, you want to be updating your any sign out templates or processes that are used at your institution. You want to be reviewing updates to ensure that the most salient points are reviewed during your verbal discussion ultimately. And you want to identify any tasks or specific guidance for the receiving team to complete. We're going to talk more specifically about that later. Um, but one thing that you can do as you're preparing is considering your organization of sign out um, by acuity or urgency or the timely completion of these particular tasks. In terms of the physical environment of SignOut, it's something that I think we overlook and we kind of take for granted that this is just the place that we do it. Um, but, you know, really you can do a lot of things to improve your SignOut just by changing where you are. The environment really needs to be set appropriately where it's quiet and ideally away from distractions. So, you know, you think about giving sign out in like a quiet conference room versus at the busy nursing station, right? Um, there's oftentimes a lot of activity that's going on if you're still in that clinical environment when you're trying to do sign out. Um, you want to sign out in an area, of course, where patient confidentiality continues to be preserved. You observe all those HIPAA things that you talk about in your onboarding all the time. Um, and then, you know, sometimes the environment needs to move. You might need to consider for particularly acute or significant patients a quote-unquote warm handoff um, where you go to the patient room and you do sign out there with the patient in front of you. Um, when you use paper forms as sort of your physical environment, the paper forms need to be legible if you're handwriting them, and they need to be organized anyway. You know, fortunately, a lot of medical records are taking away the legibility issues for physicians. Um, but don't be afraid to ask your institution to modify things if you need a modification to your sign-out form in your environment. And then finally, the last piece about the quote-unquote physical environment is, you know, having sufficient time to do handoff. You know, with time and interruptions, you want to make sure that at least the majority of your team is kept intact. So strategies to consider here are, you know, number one, getting protected time for sign out. But number two, assigning an individual specifically to address acute patient concerns during sign out. Again, having one individual as sort of the runner, if you will, keeps a significant amount of team intact to focus on information exchange. The sort of disadvantage or, you know, caveat to that is that this does require redundancy in those who are aware of patients on the service. And I think brings home one of the big points of this is that sign out is really a team responsibility, not an individual one. And so, um, you know, if someone has to run away, there needs to be a backup to be able to sign out those patients or the knowledge that that person may have. Let's move into talking about some other preparatory things, Faye. Yeah, so another one of these things that we should talk about is communication environment. So what does that mean? Um, one of the things that we need to be aware of is when we're communicating our sign out is to use medical terminology. So we want to uh, stick to our understood medical language. So for example, if you're talking about a category two tracing, say this is a category two tracing for repetitive variable decelerations instead of this baby's been a little naughty. Because um, what does that mean, right? Um, standardized terminology is going to allow for 
for conveyance of the appropriate message and plan of care, and colloquialisms may leave significant room for error due to being inexact and different interpretations. You should also consider language importance with respect to professional communication, so you should pay attention to terms that may be culturally or personally insensitive or the use of judgment statements rather than objective facts. And then the last thing to consider is culture and hierarchy. So many times in OBGYN residency, sign-out is, predict- is predicated on a structural hierarchy. So certainly all patients should have a primary individual or team responsible for them, but a backup system should be in place in case the primary contact is unavailable. And these hierarchies may actually lead to communication challenges regarding the patient's care. So for example, a student, first year resident, or nurse should all be as comfortable to communicate in sign out as the senior resident or attending regarding a concern. So everyone on the team should be aware of the issue. Senior residents and attendings should role model their effective communication skills and elicit team member concerns. And senior residents um, sign out should also strive to serve as a role model for junior team members to demonstrate communication style, active listening, and prior to and at the same time, sign out should be recognized as a patient safety event and treated as such. So um, we need to. So there, unique learning points for safety may be raised. Um, but sign out is not really a time to do an in-depth review on basic topics. So lengthy interruptions should be avoided um, regarding teaching moments and stuff like that. All right. So let's move on, Nick, now to the sign out time and talk about the verbal discussion between, again, that giver and then the receiver of sign out. Absolutely. So I'm going to start talking about the the giver of sign out. And I'm sorry for the, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, Faye, as I'm saying this out loud, I feel like I'm making up some Bushisms or something of like giver and receiver of sign out, but it's just what <laughs> rolled off for me. Um, you know, but the giver of sign out, sorry, should ideally follow a standardized presentation strategy for each patient. You may have heard of some common frameworks, such as the IPASS framework, which stands for illness severity, patient summary, action list, situational awareness, and synthesis by the receiver, or the SBAR framework, the situation, background, assessment, and recommendation. Now, the use of these two structures for sign-out surprisingly has actually been shown in studies to reduce preventable adverse event rates by as much as 30%. And so it's kind of like surprising that just the way that we talk about things and providing a structure to the way that we talk about things can have such a big impact on adverse event rates. When we do verbal handoff, we really need to focus on the most important items, and we also need to ensure that the communication is structured to make points stick for your receiver. Even in optimal conditions, so you find the quiet space, you have all the team members there, you do all of the things with your written handouts to hand off to your co-resident, Studies have shown that in those who do not use a structured communication strategy, the receiver fails to identify the main concern with the patient 60% of the time, which is wild. More than half the time, they don't get the take-home point. That's crazy. Um, And so you as a giver of the handoff really need to help your recipient prioritize the issues to help them because they're new to the patient. Don't make your receiver learn the patient as well as prioritize the issues simultaneously. 
It's critical to really relay the tasks to be done and to provide anticipatory guidance for events that may occur. So to go back to phase category two example, you, know, you can say something like, the tracing was previously category two for some variable decelerations. If it occurs again, I would recommend an IUPC and an amnio infusion. Or if we take it out of the OB context for a little bit, you might say, this patient's known to have CHF. She received two liters of fluid intraoperatively. If she's short of breath tonight, she should be evaluated for pulmonary edema. And if that's suspected, start with 60 milligrams of IV Lasix per cardiology. Again, being really specific is helpful to your recipient and gives them specific tasks and things to follow up on. The giver needs to use strategies during sign-out as well to sort of check the receiver's understanding, like readback and interactive questioning. And we'll talk more about those just in a moment here. I'm going to push it to you, Faye, to kind of do the receiver portion of the sign-out here. Sure. So, you know, sometimes we think that those people who are getting sign out are kind of just sitting quietly and not doing anything, but actually the receiver of sign out has an equally important role in comprehending sign out and actively listening. So, um, as you said, we should be doing that readback communication, and this allows the sender to check that information is received by a recipient. So it's rarely employed in handoffs, I feel like, but it's one of the most effective strategies for effective communication. So with your last example, you know, for example, if I am a good receiver of sign out, I might say, got it. So she's at high risk for pulmonary edema, and if I suspect it, I'm going to give 60 milligrams of Lasix. Active listening should also be employed, and that's more than just head nodding or a hung, which I feel like, you know, both of us are probably, um, you know, guilty of doing Absolutely. one time or another. But this means things like taking notes. It's okay to ask questions. It's not mean to do that. And then also clarify the plan when it's needed if something doesn't make sense to you. And if for a patient you don't hear any critical events or tasks, take that as a signal to ask to say, okay, so is there anything else that I need to be doing for this patient if anything happens? Is there anything that I need to watch out for? The overall takeaway from this is that the giver and the receiver should both be aware that there are high risk that these are high risk scenarios for sign out failure. So when a patient is physically moving locations, when a patient is clinically unstable, and if the handoff is permanent, so for example, like a service change, transferred to another facility, or a patient who is newly being admitted at sign out, then in these scenarios, there's evidence for higher risk of a patient safety event due to handoff concerns, and both the giver and the receiver should be acutely aware of the importance of a thorough sign out in these scenarios. Um, so we're going to post a uh, strategy for uh, patient handoffs that ACOG actually um published as a committee opinion on our website so that you can go ahead and take a look for yourselves. All right. Well, Faye, I think that that was a short and sweet sign out. Hopefully folks got the salient points there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I hope again, this was helpful in improving your sign outs. Let us know. Once again, this is Nick. This is Faye. And this has been Creags Over Coffee. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, go ahead and go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever your podcatcher is, and give us a five-star rating and review. You can find us online on Twitter at Creags Over Coffee One, on Instagram and Facebook at Creags Over Coffee, or if you love the show, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Creags Over Coffee. Send us some love and we'll send you some swag. You can find show notes for this show and all of our other episodes, as well as the Rosh View question of the week on our website, www.creagsovercoffee.com. Finally, if you have a question for us, a correction to this or any of our prior episodes, or just want to say hi, email us, craigsovercoffee at gmail.com.